0: It's another edition of Three Point Range. This is Mike Berardino, joined as always by the scout, Kimball Crosley, and the professor, Tim Crothers, the leadoff man, once again.
1: Tim? Well, guys, I find myself once again starting off with a bit of a mea culpa. I guess we really become true podcasters now when you know that – you are stepping into it time and time again by speculating because that's what we what we in the pod world do. Certainly not what I what I teach my my students to do in my journalism classes. But uh, I will start out with the mea culpa about John Rom. Uh, last week, I believe I took Rom to task, assuming uh, based on circumstantial evidence that he was. Uh, that he was not vaccinated going into his debacle at the Memorial Tournament turns out. Um, now that we've had a week to to uh, dig a little bit and he's talked about it, that uh, he indeed had been vaccinated. Just uh, he had not been not had enough time go by for it to uh, to take full effect, and therefore had caught it while while in close contact with somebody who did have the virus. So. Um, May I cope on that? Although Rom did, did admit himself that um, had he just gone ahead and done this um, when he first had the opportunity to do so, that uh, none of this would have occurred. Um, so once again, I say, uh, just as a as a preface for my regular point, that uh, it's a good lesson to all of us that everybody get get backed, and that actually works works well with what my actual point is today. And, uh, as you guys know, um, last night I was at uh, at uh, the Pirates Nationals game at uh, Nationals Park in d c. And uh, it was only the third sporting event that i have that I have attended in person um since since Covid hit. Uh, w- one was a uh, a football game in Chapel Hill against uh, Notre Dame back in the fall. And uh, the second one was a basketball game against Florida State in Chapel Hill uh, this spring. And then the third one being last night. And uh, I thought it was interesting that uh, I walked out of the ballpark last night and uh, I realized that something really strange had happened. And it was that, that that for my entire three hours in the ballpark, I did not think about COVID one time. And uh and I, it didn't even strike me until I was riding home on the metro um, that, uh, and the metro is still is still required masks uh, in in DC. So all of a sudden, I'm seeing these masks on everybody again, and I realized that you know what, I just I just went through that entire baseball game, and I did not think about COVID once. Um, I, I it completely uh, sort of left my mind, and I, I can't remember a time. Uh, you know since before all this went down that that had occurred and uh, and it also struck me how different it was from the other two events that i 'd been to, which basically I felt like the entire time i was I was in in those other arenas that I was looking around seeing who was around me, whether they had their masks on, how close they were, uh blah blah blah. Last night, I was sitting in the left field stands at uh, at Nat's Park and surrounded by people, I did not see a single mask. I was sitting elbow to elbow with perfect strangers, did not even think twice about it, um, and uh, and I thought I thought that that uh, that that really carries carries a, a lot of weight. I mean, all of a sudden, for the first time, and I don't know whether you're you would have a similar situation, Kimball. I know you're going to games uh you know all the time now and i don't know whether whether you're you know whether that's crossing your mind at all but uh i feel like i really crossed uh crossed a line back into normalcy last night when when i realized that i'd gone gone through that entire game without even without even thinking about it and um you know the, the good news about nat's pirates is um while they were allowing full capacity obviously there's a certain amount of social distancing involved when very few people are actually going to the game, but uh, even in our 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 section of the stands, there was a a fair amount of people. You know, as I said, close closely sitting side by side, and uh, and uh, not even a a thought of it. So I was just, just just curious. I don't you know I don't know how many games you you've gone to, Mike, but I know Kimball's going to games regularly, and I just thought I I wonder whether you're you're feeling like we've uh, we've actually taken a step step forward on this. What do you think?
0: Well, I'll I'll go first. Uh, I haven't had that experience yet because I I went to lacrosse at uh, Notre Dame and it was against Maryland and I was working it, but uh, uh, it was the, the crowd was probably sixty uh, percent uh, without mask uh, recently, and it was outdoors obviously, but I still <laughs> had my mask on even though I've been vaxxed twice and April twentieth was my big day of uh of two weeks out from the former from the second vaccination and i'm not there yet i I just i don't i see too much talk about variants and the cdc has been inconsistent and some of the things that they've many of the things that they've guided us with and i i believe in science but i also believe in consistency and i also i'm one of those who doesn't exercise as much as he should but likes to do reps of uh, sets of 11 because uh like uh, Nigel Tufnell uh when you can go to 11 Ding. you're just that much better so I uh, I'm gonna take covid to 11. I'm not going to rush to get back to any normalcy I will be one of the last people I I will be one of the last people fighting the war against covid uh, because I just have I've seen too many false uh, endings so far too many too many it just it's also a bit, a bit of a statement maybe on my part that So many people mocked it uh, politically uh, and continue to do so. And there's still 600,000 dead uh, in the United States. And those numbers could, there's projections that another 100,000 could pass based on the variants um, that we're not prepared for, that we don't even know what they're going to be. So I'm not in any hurry to sit elbow to elbow with strangers with no mask. I'm still going to be COVID boy. (laughs)
2: <laughs>
0: I'm just gonna, well, I'm, that's what I'm doing um,
2: <laughs> I am not COVID denier boy But I am not COVID boy And I've actually had It's been very interesting for me because <clears throat> You know, I was at a baseball game You know, uh, spring of t- 2020 When we saw it was going down I was at spring training games And and like each day we'd come to the park It was a, little, a different story you know, and as things started progressing, it was, like, it was like, wow, people started being more and more careful. The first few days, you know, we're at spring training. It was business as usual. And then people were like getting more and more wary. And, you know, then, of course, we were sent home. And it was like, oh, i that was like the last baseball game I attended until uh, this spring. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, this spring, it was interesting to watch the change and the buildup because I was in those same parks where I was last spring when we were, you know, totally crowded in and side by side. And all of a sudden, you know, this spring... Excuse me.
0: This is what happens when you don't this wear spring. the mask. This is it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I've got it right now. <laughs> up. No. And yeah, who knows what's happened to me now. So anyway, <laughs> this spring... <laughs> They were ultra cautious. I mean, you wouldn't believe what I was going to places, you know, some parks you, you guys have been to, like Port St. Lucie and, and these big spring training ballparks. And the rule was, you know, scouts had to be distant. And they, they you know, I don't know if people know this, but they marked up all all these seats and they actually tied them up um, uh, with zip ties. So you couldn't sit, sit in it if you wanted to. And so there was a scout like, you know, Two to a row, and five or six seats away from each other, and we're all spread out, and you know it's really weird. And and I've gone to get since spring training, and now it's two months in, and I, I they've just progressed, and it's been kind of nice. And and like a, a week or two ago, I was at you know the New Bolt Park in Worcester, and and just it was your experience, Tim. I was like this thing, you know, it's forgotten. Like people are just you know business as usual, big crowd. Um, you know, sitting right near strangers and all that, and 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 so that was fine. But I I will say, as a scout, we uh, you know we selfishly prefer there's not a lot of fans, especially around us, because we are working. It's like you know being in your office, and you, you you want people like to give you some distance. So I just came from a game in Jupiter that was um that was beautiful. There was no fans at the game, <laughs> even though it was an official low A minor league game for the Florida Marlins. There, there were for some reason they're having like only fans come to Thursday, Friday, and Saturday games, huh. and Tuesday, Wednesday, and Sunday. No, and so there were like nine scouts in the stands and some player development. people. In Florida, I can't believe
1: that. I thought I thought that, that COVID that was, left Florida yeah, it, it was months was, ago.
2: COVID related. I I I think they're no. I think they're doing it again. There'll be fans there Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. It's some weird thing that I think they're trying to say like well. They've never drawn well. Like a lot of people don't realize that some minor league teams draw like crazy, and some don't draw at all. And the Florida State League has never been a great league for uh, getting a lot of fans. And and that's um, this is the new version of the Florida State League. It's not really that anymore because they changed all the affiliations. Which is it's awful.
0: Same ballparks, absolutely awful. So what do they <laughs> what do they it, call it? What sense. what game did you, what kind of it, level game did you go to tonight? What was that? It was it
2: was Red low Sector A. a.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, but, you know, they, they did it with some uh, um, intelligence in mind because there, I think they one of the reasons they did this and they took, like, a Midwest league, which was always a low A, and they made that high A, and they took the Florida league, which was always high A, and they made it low A. But it makes sense because most teams have their complexes at, right there at the low A play. This is a, the main complex for Florida spring training where all the young players are. And a lot of them just stay there, you know, not year round, but you know, well into the season, and and um, before and after. And so, when we need players. It's so it's so much easier. It's like, hey, come over here. We need a pitcher tonight. You, <laughs> come over here. Instead of you go out to Peoria. Um, you're pitching tonight. So I think I think that's one of the reasons they did it. But I just had a great night at the ballpark, uh, mask free, and and it's nice. And I do think, despite what Mike said. I've always thought that like you're pretty safe outside uh from covid like uh, you know of course someone like like uh, salivating all over you could be trouble but i feel pretty i've always felt pretty safe outdoors
0: was uh i've been to Bradstein stadium many times and for minor league games too and uh was hamilton the hammerhead uh walk was he working it to the the mascot hamilton <laughs>
2: Did you see a man dressed in a shark uh, outfit? No, no, no they, they With no fans, they did go no mascot. Um, I wait, Let's take a little side tour. Uh, I have never donned a mascot outfit that I can recall. Um, Mike has. Tim, have you donned a mascot outfit any time in your career?
1: Never, never. All
2: right, I, so I, just Mike has had that. I,
0: I've had experience. it multiple, multiple times, and I'd do it again for a very low rate of pay. Uh, okay. Which is how I handle, <laughs> all job. My, I handle all my yeah. opportunities that way. Low rate of pay. Just get in on the ground floor. Mascot for hire. All right. So.
1: Right. And this, that wouldn't be COVID dangerous at all. Right? Putting on a head that that God knows he well, was worn what, before. That's but, what I was mm-hmm. asking
0: about Hamilton. Well, I'd be wearing a mask mm-hmm. inside the, the costume. No doubt. I'd be wearing mm-hmm. a mask. And so mm-hmm. you can't. It's, you know. I, I, that's all that's for another show. So uh this isn't ideal, but we have to go we have to just run it right back to Kimball now with point number two. Kimball just well, talked about it. Maybe for Tim has
2: more thoughts on his on I his think COVID. we've gone
0: I think we've gone far enough on this, and now it's just depressing all right. me. So let's go on to uh, cause <laughs> all
2: right. I mean, well I'm gonna lift your spirits. <laughs> I'm gonna lift your spirits. Get let's back get away right. COVID and talk all about right. sports. All right, so I know I couldn't get you boys into the nba playoffs not at all but how about some hockey yay can i get Mm. you guys excited about the nhl playoffs all right and i know like tim was even surprised that i was going to talk about the nhl um Mm -hmm. because i'm not i'm not a huge nhl fan but i do have a couple points to make about the nhl playoffs and i did used to be an nhl fan back in the days of the rangers and and roger bear and uh you know that I used to go Where's to ding and watch for that. Hobby. No ding, <laughs> as we it was that relevant. was ding worthy. Everything <laughs> <It was> worthy. <laughs> it, it was relevant. It was relevant, um, <laughs> and uh, and so. But as we get older, other people, are listeners, of my experiences, you really have to like trim the fat. You can't be I, Tim is amazing in that he can be a fan of so many sports, but but I've just had to really like cull and say like if I'm gonna you know be a baseball scout and coach some basketball. Hockey, sorry, you've got to, you, you're, you're gone. And so I really fell away from the NHL. But my big point here is, for those who don't know, and, and maybe to debate this with you two guys, I have always thought that there is no more exciting sport to watch, no more exciting sport to watch in the world than a hockey game, if you care who wins. The pace of play in hockey is is just amazing and the intensity and there's a lot of reasons for it because a goal matters. Basketball moves fast, but one basket doesn't really matter that much. <laughs> but in hockey, the game could change in four seconds. You could miss a shot at one end and four seconds later, give up a goal on the other. And a goal is relevant. All right. And, and, and I don't think there's another sport that's really like that in, in terms of its pace. And then the fact that the clock doesn't stop very often and if you care about who wins and you're watching a hockey game, especially sudden death, you it's like you don't breathe for two hours. You know, you're just like like just so into it and so intense. and so i've I've gotten back into hockey a little bit. My girlfriend is a huge hockey fan. And so she she got me watching a couple of years ago watching uh Rooting Against the Bruins. That was beautiful with St. Louis. And um now we're into the devils. Okay, and my Devils, when I did watch hockey a little bit, you know, I got into the Devils just a little bit when they were so successful um, back in the 90s. But, but Lula Morello uh, is now the GM of the Islanders, okay? And so now it's the Islanders that are in the semifinals of the Stanley Cup. And watching that game, watching them beat the Bruins was very exciting. And again, it's getting back into it. But I will say that I got to admit, one of the reasons that, you know, hockey's never really been great for me, and it's, it's exciting to watch, but it's like other people watching basketball. I, I can't pretend to have any idea what's going on strategically. I'm just a fan rooting and like, you know, anything else, and I have no idea what's going to happen next and why anything did happen. And I, the strategy is lost in me, and I've asked some hockey people, like, explain this to me. Like, tell me what's, what, like, another level of what's going on. And they can't. And the other, one of the other <laughs> reasons that the NHL is flawed and I've dropped away is because the NHL was the leader in ridiculous playoffs. I think when I really stopped following it was when 16 out of 21 teams play in right. the playoffs. That's right. 16 out of 21. 16 out of 21. You play 80 games. And the weird thing about that is you play 80 hard games. Like hockey is an effort sport. So you bust your butt for 80 games to eliminate five teams. And it's been proven out. And I will throw out that one stat that I I think has been bandied about, that the the team that won had the best regular season record in the NHL team has lost in the first or second round of the playoffs. And it just proves the point that like the sad part is you spend so much energy in the regular season that you just don't have it in the playoffs. And the playoffs are a crap shooting, so the Islanders, who did not win their division, have a good chance to win the Stanley Cup, although – I was at a baseball game today could not watch the hockey game and, and apparently they're they're losing so now it's 1-1 my my jinx is on so tell me about hockey guys do you like it are you going to watch that mike are you going you priority watch uh, I have
0: I have been sucked into hockey especially playoff hockey here and there over the years but almost exclusively when it was Doc Emrick on the call and Doc Emrick who I had the pleasure of meeting once in person and interviewing once um, has retired, right? He's done, and and that was very. That's a huge blow for the sport. That had the, he was the Vin Scully of that sport, and even more important because there are other broadcasters, a number of other fine broadcasters, and we'll get to that in a moment. In baseball, who could hold your attention with their brilliance? But to me, I don't know who the next. I know there are other great hockey announcers. I'm sure I don't. I can't name them. I don't know who they are because I'm ignorant about that sport. I'm right there with Kimball, and I ha- I bought Hockey for Dummies twenty years ago, at least twenty plus years ago, and I was determined <laughs> to just start at the bottom and really understand some of the things about line change and, and all this, and and uh, never got it, never, never, just never got it. And Kevin Deneen was coaching the Florida Panthers for a while, one of the nicest people in the sport and a great ambassador of the sport, and would answer my questions when I was. Writing columns about the team, and and I tried to understand it, but I just in the end I just pulled back and just wrote about people and good versus evil and and uh, us versus them, and I I never I never got I could, it would be a horrible mistake to try to break it all down. But Tim, being a native New Yorker uh, area and a Connecticut man, uh, probably and whale and all that, he probably uh, understands all of it.
1: Yeah, I, actually, well, I grew up in Connecticut, but but uh, but New York end of Connecticut. So uh, the whale didn't actually start appealing to me until they became the Carolina Hurricanes, uh, mm. and now obviously I, I have uh, some some local interest in, in them because they are they are our local team. Um, really, our only truly local team if you live in the Raleigh Durham Chapel Hill area. But let me circle back real quickly. I hate to I hate to to, to um, agree with Mike ever, but I, I, I'm 100% behind you with Doc Emmerich. I do feel like occasionally there are announcers that come along that are enough to get me interested in a sport just on their own, and I, am a, I, I agree with you 100% that Doc, the loss of Doc Emmerich was uh, a, a devastating blow to my to my interest in the hockey playoffs, although I will fill in a name for you. And I only know this because he was the he was he, until last year was the was the voice of the Carolina Hurricanes and His name, his name is John Forsland. and he is I believe is likely to be uh, The the next voice of national hockey. Wow, and he, he's excellent. He's excellent um, and he he was enough to get me interested and on board for watching hurricanes, uh, Carolina Hurricanes games, and uh, he's already worked. You know, he's already worked a lot of national games. He was sort of the second, the second man behind Emmerich. and uh, I think you will find as we move forward that he becomes the voice of the NHL. And uh, he may not be quite Doc Emmerich level, but he is. He is very good. Um, and as far as understanding the game, well, first of all, let me say that the, Kimball was on, on point when he was talking about um, sudden death. There, is no, there The reason I love playoff hockey is because there is no other sport where, you know, let's just say it's a game seven and it's in overtime, and there is no other sport where one team could win the Stanley Cup and then four seconds later, the other team can win the Stanley Cup. Can you can you name me another sport where that would, can happen?
0: I would say I watched it uh, in person, and then did watch the Final Four on TV a little bit. And lacrosse—that is a compressed area. It's not a major sport, but they can they can go end to end in lacrosse in four not that seconds. Quickly. Oh yeah, they can. Yeah. Oh, they can. They they it's, it's 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 the closest thing I can think of where it's that compressed.
1: Yeah, I, I don't. You know, I, four, I'm four or sure five seconds. Lacrosse. Four, or five seconds. I've watched a fair amount of lacrosse, and they're more likely in lacrosse to you know to to gain possession and then go down and either call a timeout or throw the ball around for a while and then try to score. Yeah. I mean, occasionally there is a, there is a fast break, but they end up in the 15,
0: often, ra- 15 goals is, is a typical final score. Somebody might get to 12 to fit one team, 12 to 15 goals hockey. It's, it's four or five at most.
1: Right. But I, you know, again, I have, you know, I, I watched my share of lacrosse being lacrosse is a very big sport here in, and uh, at UNC. And, uh, you know, most of the time, um, it is not a fast break sport, most of the time, it is a figure out a way to to regain possession and and set it up and run a play kind of sport. But uh, you're right, there are moments when that happens. Finally, just just so you guys can understand the sport. I'm sort of sad that you're you're so na- so naive to it. I, I invite you both um, to come to come to Chapel Hill. Uh, anytime, but on particularly on a Tuesday night, Thursday night, or Saturday morning, um, myself and several other mostly aging human beings uh, play roller hockey at our local rink here at uh, at, the, at the local park. And uh, I'd be happy to take you on a little, you know, a little tutorial as the game's going on. Show you a little bit of the strategy. Show you how it all all works. Um, but uh, you know, get here early because. You know at any moment I could keel over so it's important that you get here early in the early in the day
2: I, when, I'm still, I, uh,
1: when I'm still out up up and moving
2: Interesting I have two thoughts on what you guys are talking about and one is you know When you talk about excitement and pace of play and I, I, I like lacrosse. I played a little lacrosse. I it's a fun sport I wish I played more it's so flawed in terms of what you're talking about with the scoring because I've often thought that it's a bad spectator sport. It's never really caught on and it's because the pace of play and the scoring is so unusual compared to the other sports. In in lacrosse, we really don't know if a goal is a big deal or not. There's enough of them that one goal doesn't seem like a big deal, but there's not so many of them like in a basketball game where you say like, oh, it's not about a specific goal. It's about like the pattern of what's happening, or the run, and I've always thought that mm-hmm. that's, that's like, like that's a real weird flaw about lacrosse that it's just got this weird rhythm to it that makes it, you know, it's fun to play, but I don't know if it's that fun to watch. And the other thing is, I I've always been like a um, uh, an assist guy. Like I, I was a point guard in basketball. I've always just been a role player in any sport I've played. I've never been a glory hound. I've never been able to make the great play. I've never. I'm not a go go for winners in tennis or ping pong. I keep the ball and play a conservative, in other words, hockey. I, I can't skate, but I can't and I can't uh roll, but I played floor hockey in grade school. And it was the one sport where I was the dominant scorer. <laughs> I, 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 it still makes, it makes no sense to me. It still makes makes no sense. I was like so good when we played other schools. I, I was just like the guy. And it was because I was Esposito. I just realized. Why are you all running around chasing this yep? Why you all he was uh, <laughs> running around chasing this puck? I'm just gonna plant myself in front of the neck like Espo and just tip crap in and be a nuisance. And in floor hockey, of course, it's not like you know, ice hockey. No one's checking me out of the way and pay, <laughs> making me pay the price of, of sitting in front of the goal. And so I just like sat in front of that goal and just got like eight goals a game, just poking stuff in and getting rebounds. And uh and it was a whole different world for me.
1: Nothing better than floor hockey and gym. That that i that brings back <laughs> wonderful, wonderful memories. Uh, and one other thing about lacrosse, just just as a PS, uh, the the real flaw of lacrosse for years was the fact that they didn't have a shot clock, and I you would see we you could literally watch a team with a one goal lead throw the ball around for four minutes and just yeah. run out the clock, which was horrible. They have since put in. A shot clock. I think it's an 80-second. shot clock. I think so. Clock. Yeah. That seems kind of random, but they seem to have this 80-second shot clock, which has improved it uh, to some extent. But it still, it still leaves leaves a little bit to be desired when when one team gets a goal lead with 80 seconds to go and can throw the ball around for for 80 seconds and and is likely to to be able to run out the clock, which is, is still a flaw. And I. I there's nothing that drives me drives me more crazy in in sports than a than some than a sport with an obvious flaw in the rules, and I still think that that the lacrosse suffers a little bit from that. But that's just my uh, soapbox for tonight. All
0: right. Well, that's uh, we're two thirds of the way through. Uh, you're listening to Three Point Range. Uh, this is Mike Berardino. I'm joined as always by Kimball Crosley and. Tim Crothers, and we talk about sports in ways that are interesting to us. We hope they're interesting to you. Um, And obviously, we go all over the map with this. You can find our Facebook page, Three Point Range. You can find our Substack, Three Point Range. And, of course, this is a podcast that's available at uh, Stitcher and Spotify and Google Podcasts, and Anchor.fm is where it originates. Leave a comment, leave a suggestion We would love to hear from you. So uh, our final point, my point, and I guess I kind of, I'm cheating a little bit because I mentioned this a few shows back, but um, I want to expound on it because I was taking a walk tonight. I was getting my steps in. I had my mask with me in case anyone wanted to come up and breathe on me. (laughs) And uh, I had it in, it was in position. And uh, I was just flipping around on the MLB radio app, as I like to do in the early evenings. And, um, I just think it's maybe the best value in sports. I I just want to I just uh, still astounding to me that for twenty dollars you have access to every single radio broadcast throughout the season, six months worth of them, plus the postseason, um, and and it's just better than television. We can probably debate that. I mean, I don't. I guess Kimball doesn't get to listen to much baseball on the radio when he's actually scouting a game in person, I don't know. I sometimes see scouts with, maybe they're listening to that game, maybe he is listening to that game. But um, it's just such a value, and it's so soothing, and it's great as fans come back after a year of cardboard cutouts and a two-month season that was just silly to begin with. um, Now, that part of normalcy, the sounds of the game as a consumer, listening to the radio with the headphones, um, you know these are storytellers uh, par excellence and, and you know you, Pat Hughes told a story tonight going back to a Ron Santos story where Santos uh, uh, toupee caught on fire in the back of the Shea Stadium press box and it was just it was just so good and it's it's something where you don't have time to do that in television and and by the way, television all these days is all about the second screen. Even as a sports consumer, it's all about the second screen experience, right? So you got the game on, but you're really looking at your laptop or your phone. Well, radio, it struck, it struck me again, is the ultimate second screen. And the second screen, in this case, is life. You can do something else while listening to the radio. You don't even have to be in one place. You can be mobile. You can be while well, I was walking for a brief part of tonight through the... Through a little wooded area, listening to Pat Hughes tell that story, and so many great, uh, you know. And also, you know, another time maybe we'll talk about, uh, you know, if you only had one game to listen to. We've already dropped name dropped Vin Scully, we've name dropped Mike uh, Doc Emrick, but um, you know, John Miller, so good. Pat Hughes, Tom Hamilton, even John Sterling, has grown on me over time, and I know he's a he's a just a complete show pony, whack job. But he and Susan together are the the Stiller and Mira of baseball broadcasting, and um, and I just love it. I just can't believe any baseball fan out there wouldn't subscribe. For that and and uh, you know I tell me and I'm not you can tell me I'm wrong I'm not going to listen I'm right radio baseball <laughs> radio is the best and that is the best value because it costs like 130 dollars to get MLB TV and why the heck would I want that when I can get baseball and the radio for 20 bucks all year? Campbell, do you ever Three listen range. to baseball? Do you ever listen to baseball? Sponsored the radio? by the MLB app.
2: Listen <laughs> <You know, this, laughs> <See it> now. <laughs> this this may be the most beautiful point you've ever made, Mike. But at the same time, I'm a little scared that there's a but to it, like, you're gambling on these games, and it's a good <laughs> way to find out. No, because I'm smart enough to, to know that game. baseball, so maybe, maybe, baseball, maybe,
0: baseball you, it's an ultimate coin <laughs> flip. I'm not betting on the games. I don't care.
2: So there's no dark side to this. <laughs> no, that's what Pedro says. No, <laughs> says. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> pure beauty and joy. This is. You're telling me that this is just a pure, beautiful. Ex- okay. This is the I'm last few, bit of innocence that I have in the world. It's baseball on <laughs> <and> the <a> radio. <laughs> <laughs> um well yeah i've listened to my share and and i i think it's always great like what i think of baseball on the radio is when you're caught in the car and and then you go oh yeah and you get yeah. your radio and, and you can get that app you know um obviously you can have usually play it through your car if not just play it in your car and yeah so you know we it's, are it's
1: so it's, close to a sponsorship come yeah, on we, mlb Serious, SXL. what more do we have to do <laughs>
2: Yeah, exactly. But no, um, and I did just a side note. I did, uh, you know, I, you know, I grew up in New York, and we would hear about Vince Scully and We'd see him on TV, but if, but when I first listened to him when I moved out west and was scouting out there, and I listened to him, it was like, wow, mm-hmm. okay, the, the guy. It, it's just he really is amazing. He and um, and it was a, a special pleasure. And yeah, it's fun to listen to different guys in different places. But come on, Mike, you know a lot of them. Are really annoying. Come on, come on,
0: come on! Don't you
2: want to take go through to task. I, want do.
0: I do, I do. The the some that's the beauty of it as well is save it for television. next week. No, no, never mind. I just want to Tim. say real quick. Television. No, 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 no. no. I want to. I want to I want to hey, hey, blow up ahead. one guy, just one guy, and he brings me joy in how bad he is. I've interviewed him briefly, and he's. I know why he still has a job because he's a legend in that market. But there's nothing like listening. <laughs> to Mike Shannon, do Cardinals baseball, the Cardinals. And, and he's just so, so bad at what he does now. There may have been a time when Mike Shannon could keep up with the game, this and that. He's so bad. You've got it. You owe it to yourself to listen to him for 20 minutes. And, um, you know, he did really say a couple years ago, and I tweeted it. Somebody brings it every so often. We'll, we'll retweet it. I don't know how people end up finding these things. But he said something like uh, somebody mentioned Cinco de Mayo and he said something in all seriousness. He said, "That's it. that's sometime in early May, right?" And it, it was—he really said that. And it, it's just like Shannon said that. And I love him.
1: I I don't really know how to follow this. Honestly, I don't listen to baseball on on the radio very very often. Evil. I really think I can't really think of the last time. That I did. If I did, it was not a local broadcast. It was probably an ESPN broadcast, which those are pretty much the same guys we get we get sick of on TV. Um, but but uh, I gosh, I do I do feel like listening to both of you wax poetic just makes me think that uh, I got to start listening to the MLB app, sponsoring three point range. That's 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 a, that's our future. I think. Yep. I, I think our financial problems are over. Come on, MLB app, hop on board. Well,
2: you know, it's funny that that app, I'm surprised that they don't um, give you access to like a, a MLB talk show, right? When there's not a game going on, but you know, and that's one of our sponsors, we want them to do better. It's they should have uh, like, just like you have on MLB TV or something like, uh, you know, you should always know there's a studio show or if you have the satellite version, you should uh-huh. always have that opportunity if there's no 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 it's not it's not just fine no it's, it's not
0: the did, but the nine innings the, the between the lines uh you know the, i just the way they describe how the uniform every game every one of them describes how the home and away uniforms look with you know, with their, their particular way just that has value to me it's it's incredible it's um it is such an art form and uh i sound like you know kurt smith has probably made the most money off of lionizing our baseball broadcasters, uh, especially the, the radio people, but um, they, they really are artists. And uh, there are some who are just work a day. And uh, you know, I made a list here, you know, half a dozen um, who are really just ab- over, above and beyond. And Corey Provis with the Twins, I think, is excellent. One of the up-and-comers. If I could be an agent for one of them who still has a long uh, earning curve ahead of him, it might be Corey Provis. But... Um, I just have such respect for them because they have a completely empty canvas and they have to fill it and and they do it so well. Whereas television, television, it's they, they're just kind of along for the ride. They're not they're not painting the picture. The picture's right there. The director is is really um, is the artist in television. I think it's all about what happens in that TV truck. But that's for another show. So uh, that's our show that, for this. Wait, wait. Uh, I got to
1: endorse. I have one more endorsement. For yeah. The MLB app. Yeah. Going back to the beginning of, of, of our circling back to the beginning of our, our show. Yeah. I got into I got into Pirates Nats last night for 5 bucks thanks to the MLB app. So thank <laughs> you MLB app. Come sponsor our Wait, show. how how did you do that? What do you mean? $5 ticket on using the MLB app. Oh. Not bad. No. No. My son and I went to the game for 10 bucks. Cheaper than a movie. Can't beat it. Who won the uh, hey, president's
0: race? Do they have the president's race? Of course.
1: Yeah, I think it was Teddy Roosevelt, wasn't All it? Right. I think okay. Teddy. Yeah. Teddy had his moment. No, I'm kidding. Teddy never wins the president president's oh, race. That's the gimmick. Oh, so it was oh. George Washington. If it, if it had been Teddy, that would have been a story because Teddy's the one who never wins. Why don't so, they let Teddy yep. win? Because that's the gimmick. That's that's why the president's race continues to have its have its magical appeal because everybody's wondering is this the night when Teddy finally wins? And it hasn't happened, but they have they have suggested that maybe there will come a time when Teddy gets to win. So that's what keeps those Nats fans coming to the ballpark.
2: All right. I, those races annoy me. Let me just say those races. And <laughs> I, if they were legit, if they were a legit race, if it wasn't like, the, you know, fixed. The freeze why is why the best. Love, that's why
1: she love the freeze. The, the freeze, freeze, is, good the freeze stuff. is for real, man.
2: He
0: lost. That's he funny.
1: lost this year. I know, but but that's the point. It's legit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you, the you actually can beat the freeze, which that's yeah. what makes that fun. That is great. And uh, that is and great. Mike will Mike will be dressed in in a president's suit sometime before the end of the end of his the president's race career, just so he can just so he can fulfill that desire. I'd I, you it. probably get paid really well to be a president. I bet that 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 could be a next. That could be your next gig. I'm up for it. Sign me up. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh,
0: we made it to the finish line here, uh, and the freeze is is, uh, is still running. So uh, thanks.